0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Satyat Marar, who is a research associate, Center for Independent Studies, technology writer, and also a policy analyst. Very distinguished career, has been featured all over the place, radio, television. Thank you for joining us, how are you?
1: Hey, good, thanks, good to be here.
0: All right, we're going to chop it up about um, social media and censorship, okay? Uh, As everyone knows, Donald Trump, the former president, has sued uh, Twitter and all of these other companies saying that they are violating his freedom of speech because of censorship. I find it uh, quite interesting uh, because I don't think he has an understanding of how the freedom of speech actually works. But, what are your thoughts? I don't want to presume what you know or believe about that. So give us your sentiment.
1: Yeah, sure. Look, I think you know focusing on things like Donald Trump being taken off Twitter is really small fry stuff. I mean, the guy himself, he's got a pretty big platform. And let's be honest, he probably did a lot more for Twitter in terms of drawing eyeballs onto their right. platform than they ever did for him. Um, but with that being said, we are seeing a disturbing phenomenon these days where both major parties are using social media as a political football. Uh, the Democrats want to see more censorship the republicans say they want to see less censorship but censorship really hurts people on both sides i mean i got friends of mine on the left side who can't put up you know comments about joseph stalin who can't put up criticism often about the israeli government i don't necessarily agree with them but i think these are fair topics to be debated and spoken about uh, but at the same time you've got uh, you know bills being pushed to limit the amount of so-called fake news medical misinformation and uh, you know hate speech on these platforms now there is legitimate fake news Misinformation and so on on these platforms, but in the process of politically pressuring these companies to crack down on it, a lot of innocent speech gets captured in the process, and that ultimately is not good for our society because we need to have legitimate debate on a lot of these topics. Often, our own government agencies, who are the de facto arbiters of truth or the fact checkers, who these companies hire to fact check, often they're completely in the wrong, as it turns out. And I think we should force, we should aim to a society where the focus is on skepticism. Healthy skepticism, scientific literacy and civic literacy, because that's the only way we can hold our governments to to account and ensure that we are a critical thinking society. Fake news has always been a part of the media sphere going as far back as the civil war and so on.
0: Yeah, but we haven't always had social media, so I can appreciate what you said and and how you contextualized it. Let me give you some things to think about and and let me challenge you on a a few topics here. Um, You do believe in censorship, right? Some level,
1: correct? On some level, yeah, You know, we don't want to see pornography on a website where there's children on there. We don't want to see actual open calls for violence. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't think that you should be able to yell fire in a movie theater and cause a stampede. I don't think that's anyone. Right,
0: so Well, let me ask you this, are you okay with someone freely using the
1: n-word on social media? Me personally, and look, you know, I've been called racial slurs before. You know, There are racial slurs that apply to people of an Indian background. I actually think, I don't think people should be using those slurs. But I personally, it doesn't bother me that people are out there using slurs on social media because I want to see it. I want it to be open. I want okay. their hate to be out there. And let's face the tons of racists, if it weren't for their ability to use racial slurs on the internet. You know they wouldn't be exposed. They wouldn't have any social sanction.
0: Let me tell you why I disagree with you and I want you to go back when you get a moment and research the Section 230 Protection Act, which is a decency and communications act. That's actually cited in the lawsuit that Donald Trump has filed. I don't want anyone who uses any racial slur to be able to utilize a platform they do not have a right to utilize in the first place there is no legal nor constitutional right to use social media. It is a privilege, it's an opportunity extended for those who are able to abide by the rules. As a matter of fact, case law has settled that social media is basically like a town square. It is an opportunity for individuals to engage, to converse, to share ideas. But reasonable actions must take place to expel those who do not adhere to to decency or community standard. Let me tell you why that's important brother. When we're talking about social media, uh, do you have children or younger siblings? No. Okay, but you know younger people, they are on social media as well. I have a little girl, she's 15, she's on social media. I don't want her to be subjected to the n-word because people like you or some uh, policy in a particular state says, "Oh, we cannot de-platform people just because they say something that may be considered hate speech. No, private companies by way of statute and common law are able to regulate speech in their domain. This goes for a private company like a store or restaurant. It also goes for a private social media network. They have the ability, the authority to regulate common sense community standards. So my question to you is, man, you think we would have a better world if people are allowed to freely go on social media where children congregate to a level higher than adults and use hate speech on social media? You think that's a better world to live in or the world should be a place where opportunities like that are taken away from you if you abuse it with hate speech?
1: Look, just to be clear, I mean, you asked me what my personal view is. Am I personally bothered by someone using racial slurs on social media? I'm not. Should social media companies be allowed to moderate their platform and maintain a certain level of community discourse for their audience? I think absolutely. We agree. Uh, so we certainly agree on that. Now the question is, uh, is it a better world where extremists allowed to expose their views online? Now, uh, there is not much real value added by someone using a racial slur other than them being exposed as being a racist. Uh, but if someone wants to go out there and in, and put out a racially controversial opinion, in my opinion, it's better that that be challenged and be given pushback and countered than it is for them to simply not be allowed to say their piece. Uh, okay. There's a great debate from the early 80s between conservative um, personality William F. Buckley uh, Jr. and um, uh, uh, you know African American economist Thomas Sowell on the claims that were made about the correlation between race and IQ. And Dr. Sowell goes out there and he refutes the claims and he goes step by step. And now, would we have a debate like that today on television? Would we have it out there on social media? It's a very controversial topic. Unfortunately, there are a small minority of people who still believe these stupid discredited ideas. And my brother. I think it's better that they're given the opposite end of the spectrum. than that is completely shuttled out. My brother, literally,
0: that debate is on YouTube. So you just proved my point, it disproved your own.
1: Yes, uh, that debate exists right now. And I'm glad it does, Okay. that debate is just an example of the kind of speech that you want to allow on there. Now my- Right, and it's allowed.
0: Right. My point right. is, it's yeah. already there. And here's the other point, there's a difference between hate speech and racially sensitive political or social debates. Let me give you an example. Charlie Kirk, he says things all the time that I think are racist and bigoted. He's not deplatformed. Candace Owens says things she literally called the black culture a trash culture. She has not been deplatformed. These individuals who engage in racially sensitive, hot button debates are not deplatformed because of their position. What we're talking about. Is the egregious. We're talking about the use of the N word. We're talking about the use of slurs that are anti-LGBTQ. We're talking about actual systems that are in place that say that say, hey, this is going over the line. What you're describing, brother, is already allowed on social media. And if if it wasn't they would have deplatformed the conservative talkers a long time ago. These individuals are still on social media. Marjorie Taylor Greene, even though she has been suspended before, she is still on social media. Matt Gates is still on social media. My point to you is this: if you're saying that we need to live in a society where censorship is not a thing, well, you're, and I know you're not saying that now, but it seems like when you came on the show, that's what you were saying. Who's going to regulate this? If you're saying that censorship needs to be more relaxed, well, who would relax it? The government or the private company? Who would be in charge of
1: relaxing the standard? Let me ask you that. The private companies, and often they respond to political pressure when they increase their censorship. But but look, you know, you're right. There is that content is permitted, that content is out there. My concern. Because those are examples where it remains up there. There's a lot of content though that would technically be permitted that when social media companies have tried to censor extremist content, they have actually ended up taking down. I'll give you examples. In 2011, YouTube put an algorithm in place to get rid of violent videos. It ended up removing videos that were exposing human rights abuse in the Middle East. Now, uh, Twitter took down the account of a Chinese researcher last year who had put out a study. It had some flaws, but it made the claim that the Chinese government might have engineered the virus in a lab and it leaked. Today, Anthony Fauci, the head of the WHO agree that it's entirely plausible that this virus could have escaped from a lab. The Chinese government will not allow any sort of investigation office. So Twitter inadvertently ended up doing the bidding of an evil authoritarian foreign regime. Okay. we debate on ivermectin, which is a medicine that some people, that some governments like Japan, India recommend for COVID-19. The U.S. doesn't debate on that, which I think is a fair debate to have. That's been censored and content has been taken well, down. Well, brother, think about it. The
0: only place I've seen that debate is on social media. That's what's interesting about your argument. Every everything you're talking about as content on my show right now is literally content on social media. Okay. Yes, there's regulation, and yes. There has been some mistakes. Yes, people get caught up in algorithm they should not. But you can't say, hey, because they get it wrong sometimes, let's eliminate the entire rule, all right? That's like saying because every murderer doesn't get caught, let's go ahead and get rid of the statute of murder. You you don't do that. The rule is the rule, and the rule by and large is a protection more so than a hindrance. Do you not agree when you weigh this thing apples and apples, that it is better to have a regulatory system in a space that has this much freedom of speech expressed so that you don't harm, especially young people in the process of social dialogue.
1: I'm not against the idea of moderation. I'm not against the idea of moderating content to protect young people on a platform that permits minors to be on there. Uh, and I'm not for changing the existing rule system. I think section 230 works pretty well and it has enough exceptions in place that you can still moderate yes, even sure. though it encourages you know, free discourse. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, my point is we should be pushing them even further in the direction of censorship because pushes have resulted in the, the stuff backfiring, stifling debate. Now I agree that that conversation is still going on in some degree. But the fact is you know, by Facebook's own measure, Uh, That misinformation filter that they put on, which often turns out to be wrong the information ends up being correct. That deters seven out of every ten people from clicking through and looking at the link. So there is some level of censorship currently taking place, perhaps not as much as there could be. But pushing this further direction is not gonna help people. The second point I'll quickly make is often intelligence agencies, law enforcement rely on these platforms because there are idiots out there who express their views and say, hey, I'm going to go to this place this time, I'm gonna do this. Often law enforcement has used, have used these platforms as a way to track down these people, arrest them before they do bad things. When the Capitol Hill riot happened, the FBI let the Capitol police know, hey, look, this is what's gonna happen, we have information. And the security was completely lax and the chief, I believe the chief of the DC Capitol Hill police had to resign right after that. So there's some tough questions that need to be asked. But there is a value to at the very least people being able to express that they hold these views and they plan to act on them. Because that's no. how you go out there and you're able to stop them. You know, there there's some synergy
0: between you and I on that. I've actually said on my show before that I don't want the government or, one, I don't want the government involved in this in any way. And I don't want private companies to simply deplatform people because they have a connection to a group. And the reason I said that is because of what you just mentioned that many times they actually lead to a break in an investigation so that there can be a connection. Uh, between what they placed on social media and also the action they plan to carry out. However, once they start engaging in actual plans um, to harm mothers, um, inciting riots, utilizing racial slurs, that is different, all right? That is active engagement, it's not just a loose associational connection, and I think that's where we should draw the line. I want to remind everyone of the hypocrisy of Trump's lawsuit. Because literally, Trump. And his class action cronies are saying that they want deregulation. They don't want regulation in the social media private company markets, while at the same time filing a lawsuit so the courts can regulate those same companies. It's the greatest hypocrisy in a lawsuit I've seen in a long time. And to remind everyone of the First Amendment, it says Congress shall make no law Respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech. It says Congress, the last time I checked Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, they are not the United States Congress. I will allow you to have the last word brother, thank you for joining
1: me. Yeah, thanks for having me and and look, fake news, extremism, misinformation, they're a fact of life, they're a fact of society. And no matter what we do going forward, it's very important that we let people know that the world is a weird and messed up place. Extremists aren't just hiding in their mom's basement away from society. They walk among us and most of them will not admit to your face what their views are. Sunlight is usually always the best disinfectant. And while we should certainly moderate these platforms, keep them safe places for children who go on there. At the end of the day, we do want to make sure that these people are out there where we can detect them and we can tackle them head on. Okay. As a society. all right, brother, let me
0: ask you this simple question before we part. Have, has there been an increase in racist or racially motivated attacks since social media or decrease? I'm not sure I haven't seen these. It's been an increase, brother, go to FBI.gov and you will find it, all right? I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you.